the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Law Offices of Selwyn Whitehead is a debt relief agency under federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking debt relief under the United States Bankruptcy Code. This is Selwyn's Law. Every week at this time, we get to hear from Selwyn Whitehead. She's not just an attorney at law. Selwyn knows her stuff and doesn't shy away from the truth, even when it's ugly. Her Bay Area practice focuses on helping her clients to manage their wealth through estate and tax planning, to managing their debt through reconstruction or bankruptcy. And now, it's time for Selwyn's Law. Good day, and welcome once again to Selwyn's Law. I'm Selwyn Whitehead, and I'm a California Bar Admitted Attorney, and I'm also a Bankruptcy Law Certified Specialist who's been certified by the State Bar of California's Board of Legal Specialization. In addition to my JD, I hold a couple of master's degrees, that is to say I'm a master of the laws of taxation law, and I'm also the master of the laws of intellectual properties laws. Both of my master's degrees were obtained from my favorite alma mater, Golden Gate University School of Law that's located in beautiful downtown San Francisco. And because of my training, my experience, my area of expertise, and my personal interests, I primarily practice bankruptcy law, debt wealth management, estates and trusts, real estate, and of course, taxation law. And I'm also proud to say that as part of my practice, I'm sometimes able, that is to say, I have the opportunity to seek out and vindicate the rights of seniors who are more and more finding themselves the victims of the various forms of financial elder abuse that's running rampant in our country today as more and more of us reach the age of maturity, that is to say, we become seniors. And for some reason, people think that there's a big red target on our backs and they try to, you know, remove us from our financial resources, which is a very bad thing. I am, as always, so pleased to be able to come to you once again today from the beautiful KFAX studios in the beautiful San Francisco Bay Area to discuss some of the financial and legal issues confronting individuals, families, and small business owners. Because, as you know, we are the backbone of this great country and the economy that's derived therefrom. However, I must once again remind you that this show does not provide any legal advice. And that's because legal advice can only be given in a duplex conversation, that is to say, back and forth. And as you know, because I'm broadcasting this show, I don't know what your issues are. And you really have to have legal advice that's geared to your specific set of facts and circumstances. Likewise, I'm not developing an attorney-client relationship with anyone within the sound of my voice. Although you might like the way I sound and you might want me to be your attorney, again, we have to have a conversation and we have to enter into an engagement in order for me to be your lawyer, okay? So, again, this show strives strictly to serve as an educational forum for the exchange of information that might be helpful to you as you begin 
a more detailed search tailored towards, again, your specific set of facts and circumstances. And hopefully, if I'm doing my job, this show will provide you with an outline of some of the legal issues that I talk about, but it's geared towards helping you seek out qualified professional help. I I, I must say once again that I don't believe one should represent oneself, including one who is trained as a lawyer. When I have issues and I need help, I sometimes hire people, lawyers, to represent me or consult with me to give advice. And the reason why is notwithstanding the fact that I'm a lawyer, I'm also a human being. And, you know, people who have issues and interests at stake, there's always some personal overlap to it. That's why it's good to get a lawyer who you hopefully will be, you know, um, in your favor, in your corner and take on a partisan interest for you because that's what we do. But one thing we do have is we can step back and, and look at your situation. And you can't do that in addition to not having um, the training and access to some of the resources we do. And as such, I say representing oneself in a legal matter, especially one that's dealing with the finances that make you able to keep a roof over your family's head and put food on the table, it's like taking a butter knife to a gunfight. Again, a butter knife is not going to do a whole lot of good at a gunfight. Believe me. (laughs) Take my word for it. So, once again, in case you haven't guessed it, the purpose of Selwyn's Law here on KFAX is to discuss the law related to your money, and unfortunately, sometimes the lack thereof, and your overall finances, uh, and what I think you need to consider to protect your family's financial health, wealth, and money-related well-being, as I understand these concepts in this non-threatening form. And because I continue to hear from you out there in Radio Land, and I have to once again say that I sincerely appreciate your thoughts and comments on this show. And I do want to continue to hear from you. If you have issues uh, relating to finance or the legal issues you'd like me to discuss here on Selling's Law on KFAX. And as a result of hearing from you and because inquiring minds want to know and need to know, today I'll continue our discussion on how bankruptcy can be used as a wealth-creating tool. And that is not oxymoronic. As I shared with you last week, uh, a couple of Saturdays ago on September 14th, I spent uh, part of my day attending the annual Real Estate and Wealth Building Expo and Conference at the Cornerstone Missionary Baptist Church in Oakland, California. I was, you know, it, it was a great opportunity for me to visit with some old friends. I've been participating in this event event for the last several years. I I remember the first presentation, it was just uh, me and a couple other folks on on one panel, but we had a lively discussion with the audience, and at that time, there was like maybe 20 people showed up, and this time, there was well over 100 people, and it it was really great. Um, I was there as both a presenter and a partaker of valuable financial information, Um, And um, the show, uh, the presentation, the event was uh, geared towards and put on for the flock of Dr. Lester L. Cannon, who's a senior pastor of the congregation. 
and they were it was sponsored by a couple of banks, Wells Fargo and Bank of the West, who sponsored event, making it uh, free to all attendees. And the event was pulled together by a really great couple uh, who are dear friends of mine, uh, Eloise Middleton, who is a really great real estate professional, and her husband, Dennis Middleton, who's a really great CPA, and both of them are located in Oakland. And again, the event was geared towards increasing the financial literacy of members of the diverse, uh, primarily African-American faith-based community, but throughout the Bay Area. And as always, I left there with some valuable knowledge. And uh, yes, uh, some of you have inquired, and I must uh, tell you that I'm a self-confessed, backsliding person of faith, but I am a person of faith. And I would love to come to your house of worship, no matter uh, what um, denomination or religion you are, uh, to make a presentation on some of the topics concerning the law and finance as it impacts individuals, families, and small business owners. So um, just give me a call, or better yet, you can email me, and I can um, try to work out arrangements. But I will caution you. Sometimes they get very busy, so you you might have to wait a minute for me to get back to you. But I'd I'd love to come and talk. Um, as you can tell, I'm on the radio. I like to talk, <laughs> so I, I'd love to share information with the congregation. Just like I said, get in touch with me. Um, I, I, again, um, I talked about the three primary areas of how wealth can be created by using the bankruptcy code, and the bankruptcy um, court. Um, I I focused on the aspect of wealth uh, preservation by helping um, individuals and families and and small businesses who are in financial distress. And so I talked about how you um, can preserve your assets by coming up with a a repayment plan if you're going to reorganize or if you must do a liquidation, you get to keep some of your assets and then they can go on to build uh, your future and give you a fresh start. And I gave short shrift, however, to one of the most important ways one can use the bankruptcy uh, court in a process to create wealth, and that's by actually buying assets of individuals, families, and uh, businesses that are in bankruptcy. And you might even, uh, well, quite frequently, you can buy those assets at a substantial discount, very substantial discount. And many uh, people tend to stay away from bankruptcy, which is, is, is not very wise. Okay, so... I'm not talking about a foreclosure process. Uh, The bankruptcy uses auctions to um, distribute assets of those who are in liquidating bankruptcies to garner as much um, uh, money as they can to distribute to the unsecured creditors. So a Chapter 7 is where an individual or family or small business basically says, I cannot cope with this debt anymore. But the business isn't functioning. The individual family is overwhelmed with debt. So what they do is they surrender their non-exempt assets to a Chapter 7 trustee who liquidates those assets and turns that into cash 
to distribute to the creditor class. And one of the primary ways um, the Chapter 7 trustee does that is by bringing in an auctioneer. And they can have either a public or a private auction. And it is at these auctions where many people um, buy assets for pennies or dimes or nickels or quarters or 50-cent pieces on the dollar. And that is a way to, to grow your wealth. So when we come back, we'll go into a little bit more detail after we take a short break. See you on the other side. Now back to Selwyn's Law. Once again, your host, Selwyn Whitehead. Welcome back to Selwyn's Law as we continue our discussion on how and why bankruptcy should at least be considered as a wealth-building tool. That is to say, this audience should consider it because there are many audiences on the outside that use this facility every day to create and enhance wealth for their families and their small businesses. Uh, Again, the last time we were together, I uh, talked about the three ways that I see bankruptcy being used as a wealth protection and or creation tool. Firstly, bankruptcies can be legitimately used for saving and protecting assets that are in jeopardy of being lost uh, to an individual, family, or small businesses, secured priority, and unsecured creditors. That function serves to preserve the current value of the asset, the home that's worth $500,000. If you can keep it, hopefully 10 years from now, it'll be worth a million dollars. But if you lose it, someone else acquires it out of bankruptcy or you lose it through foreclosure, the new owner has that appreciation. I like to help my clients be the ones that see that appreciation. Um, So you can get rid of underwater mortgages, underwater taxes, um, deal with vehicle depreciation as long as you've um, had the vehicle for 910 days. And on occasion, you can deal with student loan debt through a bankruptcy uh, reorganization. Uh, so you, you, you student loans, they're, they're very interesting, but I tell everybody, even if you have to pay the debt, they can't foreclose on your brain or your children's brain. Hopefully they can utilize their, their education to get ahead, hopefully. Uh, Secondly, bankruptcy can be legitimately used to lower or to basically eliminate the lower tier debt, the elimination of which will leave more funds for um, savings and future investing as you rebuild your your life. And so there's a hierarchy of debt. First paid are administrative expenses and includes your lawyer and trustees and court costs. Then there's secure debt, that is to say there is a lien on your home or uh, papers on your car. Then there's priority debt, which um, the highest up on on that tier are uh, child support and alimony payments and also tax debt. And then there's general unsecured debt that on occasion is completely wiped out in the various forms of bankruptcy. However, thirdly and finally there something that most individuals, families, and small businesses don't even consider uh, is the fact that bankruptcy can be legitimately used as an opportunity to buy assets, buy the assets of entities that are in bankruptcy. 
usually at a substantial discount, giving the acquirer the opportunity to reap the appreciation of those assets once it's placed back online. And um, there are several examples of uh, uh, businesses buying businesses out of bankruptcy that were failing. And once the new owners come in with new ideas, maybe additional capital and access to credit, they're able to bring that um, idea that the original owners had to fruition. Um, and one that comes to mind is every time I see this commercial about this this um, service in airports that can identify you uh, via your fingerprint. Um, it was acquired by a woman-owned business, and uh, the business is going gangbusters. So p- p- individuals that lose or businesses that lose their business in bankruptcy shouldn't feel bad. Sometimes they've taken the business as far as it can go, and you do need new blood, new energy, new ideas to to take it over. So it's like recycling ideas, recycling uh, assets to bring them to their highest and best use. So that's what happens uh, when businesses uh, are bought out of bankruptcy. And there's a a business that I uh, want to share with the audience. Um, This is an example of... um, a, a business that ended up in a Chapter 7 bankruptcy with some very valuable assets that mean a lot to members of our, our, our overall uh, society, and that's Johnson's publication publishing company. They um, had a Chapter 7 liquidation bankruptcy uh, out of the bankruptcy court for the Northern District of Illinois. The bankruptcy was filed earlier this year on April 9, 2019, and after a week-long auction that between July 27th and July 24th, 2019, the most valuable assets of the Johnson Publishing Company, LLC, was the archive of photos and uh, images and videos that were commissioned by Johnson Publications. And Johnson Publications, for those of you who don't know, they were the creative energy behind Ebony and Jet Magazine. Um, Ebony and Jet Magazine were, well, first Ebony, it, it published, began publishing right after World War II. And it was um, the entity that brought African-American life to not only members of the African-American community, but to the entire American consciousness about the uh, contributions of of black people in this in this country, and as a young woman going growing up in this country, it was nice to see. In addition to Seventeen magazine and, and um, you know glamour magazines that I liked when I was a teenager, was also to see you know glamorous uh, black people and also professionals, doctors, lawyers and business people, and that's what Ebony and Jet uh, brought into my home. And I, I talked to some of my friends who are not African-American. They, they said that their families bought National Geographic and Ebony Magazine and Life Magazine and Look Magazine, the same as my family did, and we saw all kinds of, of cultures. Well, unfortunately, uh, about three years ago, um, Johnson Publishing Company had to sell off Ebony and Jet Magazine to an online publishing house, but they kept the archive of photos. And 
an interesting twist in this case is that a business um, um, lent Johnson Publishing Company uh, $12 million to try to help save the company so it could keep publishing the magazine and also keep the um, archives insured in case something happened to it. And those individuals were George Lucas of Star Wars fame and his wife, Melanie Hobson, who is an African-American. And they have a tradition of in, of investing and um, donating money to all kinds of causes, including those of uh, the African-American community. And so they lent uh, Johnson Publishing Company the money, and they um, secured the, the debt, a secured debt, again, we talked about it in the hierarchy, with the, the archives. And so after Johnson Publishing Company um, realized that it could not go forward, it it went into Chapter 7 with the goal of selling uh, the archives to pay off as many of the debts as they had. Um, the company basically started going down after the founder of Johnson Publishing Company, Mr. Johnson, passed away um, uh, earlier in the decade. And so uh, I guess his creative energy uh, was lacking, and so his uh, daughter and others were not able to keep the company going. Um, so the archives had been appraised for $46 million. And um, after the bankruptcy case was filed, Lucas and his wife filed a motion for relief from stay, asking the court to let them take over the assets. Um, that's because they were concerned about the assets not being fully insured. But they worked out a deal with the Chapter 7 trustee to have an auction in which um, – Instead of just, you know, wiping out everybody's debt by um, basically giving the uh, archives to the Lucas, uh, George Lucas and Melanie Hobson, uh, who's his wife, they, they being the Lucas Hopkins, agreed that probably the highest value could be derived by um, auctioning off this $46 million uh, worth of archive uh, material. That way... The, the unsecured creditors who were owed $17 million would have some uh, opportunity to maybe uh, participate in the dividends that would be derived there, therefrom. So after the auction, actually, um, the Lucas Hopkins, they got to credit bid. That is to say, they could bid on the auction and they could use the amount of money that they were owed and not have to um, come up with cash for that amount. But, you know, if, if the bidding went higher then uh, they'd have to supplement their credit bid with cash. Uh, To make a long story short, after the auction, um, the um, highest bid were a bunch of nonprofit arts organizations that were going to safeguard this uh, archival material for future generations to have access to. And, in fact, they were going to donate it to museums that were going to uh, curate it and make it available for our children and our grandchildren. And again, the they sold it for $30 million. So that was a substantial discount from the $46 million that it had been appraised for. Uh, but the $30 million was enough to pay off uh, the debt of Johnson Publication Company and uh, allowed um, these nonprofit organizations 
to buy the assets at a $16 million discount. And that's what happens um, in, in bankruptcy auctions. There's either a public or a private auction. The Whatever the asset is, it goes to the highest bidder, but it's all supervised by the courts. There's rules of how things are going to be done. So that's just an example of how bankruptcy can be used as a wealth-creating tool. Well, I'm going to leave it there for now, but always in concluding, I tell you, we need to stay on the right side of the law, especially when that law helps us create wealth and also pay off former debtors. Till next time, take care. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Selwyn's Law. Remember, the law office of Selwyn Whitehead is a designated debt relief agency under the federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking relief under the bankruptcy code. When it comes to your finances and your rights, seek no other than the law office of Selwyn Whitehead. Selwyn is your go-to finance attorney, specializing in estate planning, wealth management, bankruptcy, tax, and real estate law. In other words, Selwyn knows her way around the dollar, and your rights are protected by our laws. Protect your money. Know your rights. Partner with Selwyn Whitehead. For immediate assistance, or if you have questions, call 510-633-1276, 510-633-1276, or go to SelwynWhitehead.com. The preceding paid program is sponsored by the Law Office of Selwyn Whitehead, who is solely responsible for its content. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.